0: So welcome to Quantum number 143. Let's begin on a bright note. Some music for me that evokes great memories. (laughs) It's just such a catchy tune and Match of the day, um, some of you my age, you will remember, or maybe slightly younger as well or older, you will remember that it's pleasant memories of Saturdays watching football, watching on the television. Uh, a Saturday for me, great Saturday, was playing football in the morning, going to a game in the afternoon and watching it on Match of the Day at night. Well, football's changed a lot and that was evidenced this week when... 12 clubs, very, very rich clubs, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Tottenham in the English League, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Juventus in the Italian, Atletico Madrid, Barca, Bar- Barcelona, and Real Madrid in the Spanish, decided to set up a new European Super League, and the reaction of the fans was furious, and the politicians, so much so that they've been forced to To withdraw it. I I think there are many, many lessons involved in this. Um, I think the Premier League clubs who are complaining about this, they've got a nerve because they have made the Premier League a commercial organisation primarily. Football used to be about fans. and, And in many ways, football stemmed from Christianity. A lot of the original teams were church teams. And it was a working man's sport. It was... A community thing and still is I mean for me Dundee and Dundee United it's just a great community feel about them but these mega rich clubs with their billion dollar brand names being taken over by American owners who are seeking to use the corporate model of the NBA or American football is an absolute disaster and who knows I hope this may be a fight back against that Here's the national anthem of our country. Let's see how many of you know this one. Do not fear a glorious death, because to die for the fatherland is to live. Yeah, that's nice, progressive. Left-wing, communist, Cuba. And Cuba's in the news this week because Raul Castro announced last week that he was handing over the leadership of Cuba's ruling Communist Party to a younger generation full of passion and anti-imperialist spirit. That's the first time in 60 years there hasn't been a Castro in power. Raul, who is 90 or just about to be 90, is will formally step down and announce his replacement. Interesting, isn't it, how these open, democratic, supposedly, of the people end up with one family, one power elite. And yet still, still, people will wear the Che Guevara t-shirts and people will wear the Fidel Castro as though they were some kind of heroes. Not people who led to enormous death and oppression of their own people
1: this is downlink we have successfully ingested one hertz data confirming that we have helicopter data products helicopter telemetry helicopter events this flight control confirming that we have evrs from ingenuity ingenuity is reporting having performed spin-up takeoff climb hover, descent, landing, touchdown, and spin down.
0: I I don't know if you've heard this story, but I think it's a brilliant story. The American Space Agency has successfully flown a small helicopter on Mars. This drone called Ingenuity was airborne for less than a minute. Uh, You can see a, a video clip of it. It's just wonderful. Um, it represents the first powered, controlled flight by an aircraft on another world. It's they're going to use ingenuity again. Uh, I I think it just <laughs> I just think it's a it's a wonderful story. It, it went this rotorcraft went to Mars in the belly of NASA's Perseverance rover, which touched down in Jezero Crater on the Red Planet in February. It's maybe just as significant as the Wright brothers' first flight. Although, by the way, that may not have been the first flight on Earth because there are rumors that there were a couple from Dundee who managed to fly <laughs> before then. Believe that if you want. Let's go to China because there's so much going on with China and I have to share this. First of all, if you're on LinkedIn, be careful because the government reported this week that over 15,000 contacts, mainly from Chinese government sources, have been made by, on LinkedIn and professional networks by people seeking to recruit uh, spies. But then in China, note this, it may not have been that the Chinese government deliberately spread COVID or deliberately created it. But they're certainly benefiting from it. The Chinese economy grew a record 18.3% in the first three months of 2021. 20, uh, Fastest year-on-year year year rate for any quarter on record. And by the way, for all of you who are saying, oh, this is, you know, we're, we're going to deal with the green situation. Greenhouse gases, carbon gases, have increased because of this, because of what's going on in China, what Australia do, what the UK do, as we bankrupt ourselves and our own economies, what we're doing is handing over the economic power to China. Unless China comes on board, and forget what they say, China says lots of things. China says there's democracy in Hong Kong, that the Uyghurs live in paradise. China is building, if I remember rightly, 50 new coal power stations at least per year. And what we're doing is we're saying, we'll cut back on our economy, we'll let you produce everything, we'll buy it off you, you'll take lots of money, you'll control us. And it won't make one whit of difference to the climate. Speaking of China, they've launched a new app that would allow citizens to report others who criticize the, ru- the ruling Chinese Communist Party, or question its account of history. Um, I just The quotes on this are astonishing. An arm of Cyberspace Administration of China, called CAC, said the app and hotline will allow and encourage netizens to report fellow internet users who spread, quote, mistaken opinions online in order to create a good public opinion atmosphere. You're not allowed to distort the party's history, attack its leadership and policies, defame national heroes. And this is my favourite. You're not allowed to deny the excellence of advanced socialist culture, like in Cuba and elsewhere uh, and Venezuela. And in China, that bastion of freedom and prosperity. You know, in the West, I think there's a danger we're moving that direction as well. And this time it's the corporations who are censoring. Again, let me just give you some of these quotes. They're chilling. For a while now, some people with ulterior motives have spread historically nihilistic false statements online, maliciously distorting, slandering, and denying party, national, and military history in an attempt to confuse people's thinking. We hope that the majority of internet users will actively play their part in supervising society and enthusiastically report harmful information. But we shouldn't be too smug because I think that Western society through the corporations is moving that way. An example is COVID uh, and abortion. Listen to, this is an interview on Unheard, which Willie Phillip from the Tron Church in Glasgow uh, gave a very good interview. But it was this particular bit that struck me.
1: I pointed out to our congregation that we have now had 220,000 abortions carried out during this year of lockdown which is more than double the number which has taken away the entire life uh, of these of these human beings and yet government was making absolutely sure that the one thing that did not suffer during lockdown was people's access to abortion, that home abortion could be carried out. And in fact, um, the law has been liberalized and it's been made permanent on that. And in, in other countries like New Zealand, the most liberal abortion laws in the world have been passed during this time of lockdown. So there is an extraordinary confusion here and a corruption. Uh, of the the whole understanding of the the value of human life. And it's as Christian theologians that we're saying all life is valuable, but we must recognize reality. And we must recognize that people when they're very, very old will die of something. And in order to to preserve that life in in an artificial way, uh, at the expense of vast loss of life among others is, is itself deeply immoral.
0: Yeah, we're so concerned, aren't we? We're so concerned about human life that we've taken 220,000 human lives. We've taken them during the period of COVID and we've used COVID in the United Kingdom, in New Zealand and elsewhere. It's being used to put forward more liberal, inverted commas, although they're not liberal, they're cruel, uh, abortion laws. Okay, we have to come on to this. This is uh, President Biden speaking about Derek Chauvin.
1: A jury in Minnesota found former
0: Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, guilty on all counts in the murder of George Floyd last May. It was a murder in the full light of day
1: and rip ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see. There are systemic racism as a stain on our nation's soul. <clears throat> the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. Profound
0: fear and trauma. The pain, the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. Okay, there are several things to say about this. First of all, I do want to say this. It's reported in Australia, it's reported in the United Kingdom, it's reported in the United States that this is the most significant news event. It's historical, it's a change, and all the rest of it. And I don't believe it is. I think it is an important news event. But even this week, there are far more important news events. But nonetheless, our media tell us that's what is. I think also that I have to say that he was found guilty. I believe he was guilty. I think as someone who is guilty, he should be punished. I think what he did was utterly abhorrent and wrong, and he should face the full force of the law. I also think that there are plenty of examples of what could be termed systemic racism. However, there are other aspects to this as well that are as disturbing, I think, So it's disturbing that the murder took place at all. And it was murder. It's disturbing that this is not something entirely new. And it is also disturbing that politicians such as Joe Biden weighed in before the the verdict to put pressure on the jury to find, inverted commas, the right verdict. Now, it's not just politicians, it's also clergy. So, for example, Jamal Bryant, senior pastor of New Birth Missionary Baptist Church in Georgia, wrote this. Good morning to all the activists, protesters, prayer warriors, marchers, T-shirt wearers, petition signers, fist raisers, meme posters, barbershop philosophers, agitators, rabble rousers and candle lighters. Take a moment and breathe. This couldn't have happened without you. We made history, all three crowns and he going to jail. Give yourself a minute I know the fight continues, but don't let your gloves get tattered. I'm praying for you, proud of you, and cheering for you. If that were true... Well, actually, let me have another one. Reverend Willie Brodick of the 12th Baptist Church in Roxbury, Massachusetts. For us to get the guilty verdict, I believe it restores hopes. It lets people know that their protests, their voices have been heard. Now, what is wrong with that? And there's something profoundly wrong with that. If someone is found guilty because of protests and marchers and memes and fist raisers and petition signers and agitators and rabble rousers and candle lighters, then justice is finished. They should be found guilty because they're guilty. You do not correct one injustice by having more injustice we are going down an incredibly dangerous route. All right, let's breathe. Such a desperately sad situation in so many ways. And let's enjoy just a little bit of this gorgeous music that is uh, that came from Prince Philip's funeral. Uh, the music was just stunning. Uh, This is a Russian Orthodox piece, Kontakion of the Departed. Um, Just beautiful. Listen to it. We go from the sublime to the surreal To the (laughs) ridiculous Um, The mad world Let's do our mad world section First of all, here in Australia This is the government trying to teach consent
1: When a person imposes their will on you It's as if they were moving the yes line Over the maybe zone or the end zone Ignoring your rich inner world And violating your individual freedoms and rights And that's not good. Moving the line is at least disrespectful, (laughs) at worst, abusive.
0: It's just a funny game, Bailey. I know you really like my milkshake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How does a line move make you feel? It depends. For instance, some decisions may be more important to you than others. Moving the line on should we have pizza for dinner may not upset you as much as moving on can I touch your butt
0: Do you understand it? I don't understand it. Don't know what they're trying to do. It's such a bizarre thing. It got pulled. But somebody somewhere thought this was a good idea. Man, that's just insane. Just insane. And then my old friend Richard Dawkins. He's another aspect of the mad world. He uh, had been 25 years ago honoured as the Humanist of the Year by the American Humanist uh, organization and now they have pulled it because Richard Dawkins uh, tweeted that a man cannot become a woman and you know obviously that means that Richard Dawkins who's adhering to the biology and following the science as you would expect him to do, but obviously he's not he's not a humanist, he's an evil human being who should be cancelled. Here's the thing, Christians didn't cancel Richard Dawkins. It's humanists, his fellow humanists who've canceled him. Wow, the revolution eats itself. And then in America, it's been reported, and this is true, that a New Yorker wants to marry their own child. And they are suing the state to overturn laws banning this. Uh, This is what they say. This is what the suit says. Through the enduring bond of marriage, two persons, whatever relationship they might otherwise have with one another, can find a greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality. The proposed spouses are adults. The proposed spouses are biological parent and child. The proposed spouses are unable to procreate together. It's coming, folks. It is coming. And sadly, what's already here is personal pronouns and now pronouns The New York Times reports this as not as a joke, as for real. So, a personal pronoun is a form of speech, they say, that stands in for a person or group of people. She is having opinion online. They are fighting in the comments. Um, Non-binary pronouns then, often the singular they and them, have become widespread. Now, apparently, one in five Americans know someone who uses non-binary pronouns. As I say, America, to me, America's finished. Unless there's a major renewal and revival. But a neo-pronoun can be a word... Created to serve as a pronoun without expressing gender like z ze or zer, or they can also be noun self pronouns, which you use a pre existing word to be drafted into use as a pronoun. So your pronouns can be bun, bun self, or kitten, kitten self, or vamp, vamp self, prin, princess, princess self, fey, fair, fey self, is that a Scottish one? In it, in it, in itself, and so on. I once got in so much trouble With Gregor Murray uh, SMP Director of Education In the Dundee Council Who I have no idea What pronoun he wanted Me to use But um, He said he wasn't He or she (laughs) And I said Okay you just address me Any way you want And I was ahead of my time Listen guys I was way ahead I said you just call me I identify as a Christian So My pronoun is Beloved in Christ Although I will let you Use the term beloved Never heard from him again (laughs) All right, do you remember this? The best version of Pride and Prejudice. BBC version, of course. Well, what's that got to do with anything? Jane Austen's tea drinking will be subjected to historical interrogation over its slavery links, says the director of a museum dedicated to the author. (laughs) uh, The museum's director has stated that Austen's tea drinking, a key social ceremony in her era and in her novels, also links the writer to the exploitation of the British Empire, taking sugar in tea and so on. Ah, oh, what? What can you say? Well, let's go to another film. That's my father, King of Dumbro. Oh. Then there's my brothers, we devils more like. Oh. And there's my mother. Oh. She's in charge of every single day of my life. A
1: lady rises early, doesn't stuff her gob? Does not place her
0: weapons on the table. Oh. Merida, my favourite Disney film, not least because my daughter EJ looks like Merida. So much so, in fact, that at one point she was standing on Princess Street and uh, there was a French family and this little girl ran across, screamed to her parents, Mama, Mama, Papa, Merida, Merida, and ran and gave her a big hug. Well, no more. Merida, you see, was the ultimate feminist, but Disney want to get get away with gender differences altogether. Uh, Disney Parks announced last week they're going to change its park cast member dress code, allowing for more personal expression, introducing gender-flexible costumes for non-binary cast members. And uh, they want to create richer, more personal and more engaging experiences with our guests by removing gender references for staff costumes and having gender-flexible costumes. So Mickey or Minnie Mouse, you take your pick. Mickey can be a she now. Uh, This is apparently, according to the Disney Parks chairman, Josh DiMario, is a way to remain relevant in the workplace and to enable cast members to express their identity. I'm telling you, in the race to the bottom, it's questionable, but I suspect that the Western corporate executives are going to beat the Chinese Communist Party. Let's come on to the mad church. This gentleman. Who is he? is one of my themes attacking christianity no i don't attack christianity i berate evangelicalism fundamentalism it's a destructive narrow-minded worldview. and one of the most destructive narrow-minded aspects of it is that its adherents feel as if they are the entirety of christianity rather than the tiny sliver of it that they actually are Evangelicalism is a toddler tradition that's cousins with Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy and the snot-nosed little sibling of mainline Protestant denominations. So yes, I'm out here saying
1: fundamentalism is bizarre anti-intellectual bullshit, but that's not me attacking Christianity. Christianity is a
0: big family. I'm just saying that one of the kids is being kind of a brat, and most of the rest of the family agrees. (laughs) That's Abraham Piper, son of John Piper. This is yet another American apostate kid, acting as if they know everything. Using media to build his own company, using his father's fame as a Christian speaker to attack Christianity. The snot-nosed little sibling, yeah. I think that's a fairly good self-description. But the New York Times loves him, of course, as they love Frankie Schaefer, as they love everyone who turns away from me. I'm just heartbroken. Heartbroken for him and heartbroken for his father. The pain that man Poor John Piper must feel. Do you know, it strikes me that the new atheist movement of the early 2000s tried to have intellectual combat. They lost. They lost. We won. But now the more recent ex-evangelical movement elevates personal story, largely American, but other as well. And uh, as Abraham Piper says, you get to pick what you want. You decide what matters. Lighten up, get laid, go bowling. Compared with the gospel, that's awful. Look, I was gonna leave it there but let me just play you this listen to this for a second
1: if you think about the Christian world the ultimate mentor is Christ and you could say that being a Christian or you could say that being a psychologist and if you said it being a psychologist you would say well it's by definition that the ultimate mentor is Christ and what Christianity has been as it unfolds itself over the last two thousand years is an attempt to engage all of the people within that belief system in a dialogue about what that ideal actually constitutes. You know, and there's tradition that feeds into that, the biblical stories and and the corpus of tradition that goes along with that. But all of it is a collective attempt to specify that ideal so that people can use it as a target to further their development. And that's not delusional. That, That furthering of development is unbelievably useful practically.
0: That is Jordan Peterson telling us that the ultimate mentor is Christ and that following Christ is not delusional. Young Abraham, I hope you're listening. All right. I'm going to love you and leave you Uh, at the end of the service for Prince Philip. There was an incredible moment where Pipe Major played the flowers of the forest as he walked out of the church and faded into the distance. Happy 95th birthday to the Queen who celebrated it this week. We continue to pray as it seems our culture is fading away into the distance that the Lord will come and renew and revive and restore. You want to support Quantum, then please do go to the Podbean fundraiser. you've got any ideas or comments, please do let me know. Thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for all the comments. God bless you, and see you next week.